Welcome to Mysterious AF. My name is Celesta, and tonight I am joined by it's Drunk Charles. Charles. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I would like to say glowingly tipsy Charles, okay. um, not drunk. I will we'll get drunk. Him, we'll give yeah. him the benefit of the doubt. Did you finish that wine that was left in your fridge? No, no. Uh-uh. Oh, I, glass? yes, I did. I did. Yeah. It's actually the glass I'm drinking out of right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Good. drunk me, for leaving myself gifts. Yeah. All right. We are a, a paranormal podcast i guess we review paranormal documentaries and <laughs> i'm just laughing at podcast i guess i mean well i was like are we a paranormal podcast or are we more of like a review podcast i don't know what a review podcast is we are a podcast that reviews paranormal documentaries thank you charles this is why Charles should do the intros always. <laughs> Even though I've had eight glasses of wine already. <laughs> uh, tonight or today, whenever you're listening, we are doing the Enfield Poltergeist. I hope because there was part of me that was like, is this the one we chose? But by your reaction, I assume I got it right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, I found this on YouTube. It's been posted by Norman Susanna. Yeah, that's a strange. I did not visit their um, page to like. I didn't either. I read but I didn't. Um, but if you're going to search for it, it's called you have to search the Enfield Poltergeist Fact or Faked. Mm -hmm. And then you'll you'll get it. This documentary originally aired on October 20th, 1995. So this is vintage. Vintage. Yep. This is like 14 years old. Or <laughs> no, 24. Uh, this is 24 years. This is 24 years in the past. So jump in our time machine with us as we go back to yep. 1995 and also back to right. the 70s. 1977. Yeah, the 70s, oh. which I don't know anything about because I was not born then. So um, nor was I. Oh, really? Yes, Charles. Really. <laughs> I'm an 80s bitch. JK. JK. <laughs> JK. Wow. So there's a good chance you've heard of this. It's one of the more famous poltergeists encounters or experiences. Uh, Conjuring 2 was based on it. So if you've seen that movie. That was my exposure to the infield poltergeist poltergeist actually i mean yeah. i feel like i'd heard of it but until i saw the conjuring 2 i didn't really know the details or the stuff that was going on or said to be going on so yeah. i don't think and i ever saw it but the conjuring 2 yeah uh it's good i I'm like sure Vera Formigia running around screaming <laughs> <laughs> and patrick wilson <laughs> <laughs> well wikipedia says it's very loose interpretation of what really went on there because i was about to say who isn't i <laughs> mean <laughs> um, you would know like the warrens i guess were a big part of that movie but the warrens did come to investigate here but they did very little in in, in way of like helping the family or anything like that so well and they aren't even talked about in this in this documentary so no. yeah i was yeah. kind of like yeah the fake sham <laughs> Who was involved, though, is Guy Lion Playfair. Mm -hmm. What a beautiful name. Yeah. Guy. Uh, just his, like, <laughs> Lion Playfair. I love a man with two last names, don't you? <laughs> no, they can't be trusted. <laughs> but he wrote a book about Enfield that was released in 1980. So that's kind of his claim to fame. And he, to me, when I was watching this, I'm like, okay... He's the one that's like nervously looking around and seems kind of twitchy and he's like sticking to his story. And I'm like, he's covering up something like he's yeah, definitely. He's guilty of something. He looks weird. <laughs> like, it's just a weird thing. I mean, we can get more into it later, but like he was one of the main investigators. But then I feel like he was kind of. Uh, pervert. 
No, just <laughs> later on, like thing and things come out where you know, and he was kind of laughed at for this entire case. So I think he just, you know, doubled down. Yeah. And yeah, he's holding. He's told sticking to his story. So if you were going to tell somebody about what happened, like why this is a known thing, what would you tell them? Lead us into this. Well, I would say in the August of 1977, mm-hmm. the Hodgson family in <laughs> Enfield, England, started to experience various things. That was a very strange house and something very strange was going on there. Everything that you know about poltergeists occurred in that house. They were scared out of their wits. They just didn't know what was going on. This story's got levitation, possession, things being thrown around, moving furniture. There's a girl going through walls. I mean, it's got everything. Everything you could want and more in a home. Yeah. Pre-pubescent girls getting menzies i had a look getting at what that their was. <laughs> that's what ryan calls it <laughs> i was like I'm, i feel like this is the a term from like the menzies. 1950s i know it's <laughs> a very scientific term for your period if you yeah that's what i learned about I don't know yeah <laughs> this week on mysterious af i learned about periods <laughs> i learned about menzies menzies my menzies are here. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Peggy Hodgson had four children. They all experienced random stuff. It kind of began with um, the, and I think the youngest daughter, Janet, and her brother, Peter, said their bed, their beds were shaking. Mm-hmm. Peggy, their mom, didn't believe them. But then the next night, she had a fight with a dresser. And became a believer. Yeah. And she asked the neighbors for help. Mm-hmm. The Nottinghams, like the sheriff of Nottingham. Yep. <laughs> That's what I, I was laughing about when I was writing my notes down. Vic Nottingham. Uh, and he was like, I don't know what to do. So they called the police. And apparently furniture was moved and was witnessed by the police and is in their police report. Yep. And this was, I think, my... Not my biggest note, but just like something I hadn't really thought about that was mentioned in this. Uh, the hauntings, like people, when you hear about any kind of activity, hauntings are location based and they can go on for years and years. But poltergeist activity is usually focused on a person and it's usually short term, like a year um, or a little bit longer. And then this, so this infield, everything that was happening seemed to be person focused and it lasted 14 months. So I didn't know that about. I didn't either. And they said, I mean, poltergeist way less than a year. They said it go on for like days or weeks. Yeah. So for it to last over a year was very unusual. That's right. I missed. Yeah. Yeah. I miswrote my notes. Sorry. That's okay. I I was falling asleep. Correct you. I appreciate (laughs) that. Well, I had worked out and then I was like watching this and I was comfy with Jasper like mm-hmm. curled up on me and I was just like, <sighs> yes, you know, you know how it is, honey. I do. It was only an hour long, but it felt a lot longer. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. <laughs> it's so British. <laughs> it was. Well, and it's so old. It was hard with the accent and the poor Quality. Audio quality, yeah, yeah. It was hard to understand a lot of what they were saying. And it was even if you turn on subtitles, like the subtitles weren't picking right. up what it was yeah. really saying. <laughs> so I was just like, I have to focus, but it's really difficult. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the police basically are like, "Well, this is interesting, but we don't do ghosts." So, <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye, Felicia. Yeah. Don't know what we can do for you. Um, in the next few days after that, things really start to pick up. Literally, because marbles and Legos are being flung across the room. The guy that like was going on about the Lego brick hitting him like in his <laughs> eyebrow. Yeah, yeah, he's like it left a mark, like- Charles. <laughs> and uh, and then suddenly a, a Lego brick on a you know it's quite a sharp corner on a 
on the Lego brick, whacked me in the, in the eye, eyebrow and uh, left a mark there for a few days. He's like treating it like he was in some world war and like got <laughs> shot or, you know, shrapnel from... I was like, honey, you are... Stars still there today. I know how to be dramatic and you are taking it to a whole nother level. <laughs> and these two uh, reporters show up. That's a weird part. A little bit of a weird part about this story too because like the, the, the actual journalists had one story of how things went. The photographer had another story about how things went. It was a little bizarre. We don't have to get into it, but they had two different accounts for the same incident, which was weird. Uh, well, I... We just started watching season two of Dark. I don't know if you guys, if anybody has watched that show, but weird stuff happens. It's really good. You should watch it. But in the first episode, an investigator's like... If you take 20 different people and they see an elephant from all different angles, you're never going to get like the same description. Like you're going to do this and this. And so it's like that. I mean, if you, if you take something like people obviously probably have no experience with AKA poltergeist activity <laughs> and you know, they're like, and a Lego hits you in the head and you get brain damage. I mean, <laughs> Rick hits you with such force. You are knocked through time and space and you don't know where you are or who you are. <laughs> you just, yeah. You are living. Um, so, yeah. Well, the and these journalists just showed up because that I think it was the neighbor again kept calling the paper because no one was helping and he's like I gotta get this story out there he's like calling and calling the paper they finally show up they witness activity but again they're like well this is interesting but we can't help you so mm-hmm. bye and then we hear a little bit about the society of psychical research didn't we hear okay I wrote this down didn't we hear about this at the ghost talk we went to at that library Ooh. The SPR, because they were set up in 1882. Yeah. Yep. And I was yep. pretty sure that during the presentation. Yeah, um, she did. Yeah. So she talked about was... like all the scientists and different types of backgrounds came together to like study. Yeah. Yeah. Ghosts a go go with Becky Ray. Yes. That's her Facebook page. So you guys should check her out. Um, she did this awesome presentation that Celeste and I went to. And. Um, this was kind of like the SPR that started in 1882 was kind of, I guess, I would say the basis for like Ghostbuster, like every kind of. Um, yeah, it's the beginning of ghost hunting, basically. Yeah. 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 Super interesting. Super, super interesting, guys. Mm-hmm. Well, they send Maurice Gross uh, <laughs> to the family. Gross. Gross. He's supposed to be more of a skeptic. That's the way they make him sound in the documentary. And he befriends the family. Sounds like he spends a lot of time with them. He records a lot of recordings. He, at one point, they give us like a bit of that where he's trying to communicate with the poltergeist through the knocking that's apparently doing. This knocking must be important. And part of me was like, are they going to try to do Morse code? Like, that's yeah. the only thing I could think of, you know, with the knock. Well, I think, you know, one knock for yes, one, two for no type deal. And this is where it gets super weird. So at one point, the journalist is there again with Maurice and they're investigating and they start to hear a moaning. Yeah, this I wrote this down too. This is- <laughs> Do you want to do you want to tell us about it? Do you want me to tell us about it? I feel like it would be worse if you heard it from me because. <laughs> so they start to hear him moaning, and Maurice is very excited about this. He's like, "Holy crap! We're you know, we got to record this. We're getting it." But the journalist is very certain that it must be one of the young girls masturbating. <laughs> Was not I mean, uh, anticipating your accent on that. It was just very obvious to him. But it was clear to me with the screaming that the girl was masturbating. Young girls, 
Young girls got this video camera. <laughs> yeah, I um, well, I mean, I think it ties into the well, I, they didn't say who it was, but the girl who's about to have her menzies, her body's changing. She's going to get these urges. You know, it's just, it, it was odd. Cause I was like, so this girl is one of four children to a single mom. She's going through changes. She has these urges. She has no privacy whatsoever. I would make up a poltergeist too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's all starting to make sense. Uh, yeah. Also, it is weird though. Like, what? I guess it depends on your maturity level. But like, you've got your entire family in the house. She shares a bedroom with her sister, and you have these ghost hunters spending the night. And you decide to masturbate loudly enough for them to hear. You gotta go, and you gotta go. <laughs> and the 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 fact that the journalist was just like so sure he was like, uh, yeah. It's a young girl masturbating. Like, I know, I know that noise. Like, ew. Not a ghost. Like, well, it was weird. It, yeah, it was weird. And I, that's, I'm pretty sure why I wrote that down because I was like, well, I'm uncomfortable now. I know. I didn't, I did not. This took a turn for not the worst, but just, I didn't see this yeah, uh, did. on the horizon. Yeah. I was watching the, that part with Ryan and we both were just like, <laughs> What? I yeah, like I rebound it. It's like, did I just hear what I thought I heard? Like what? And these girls, um, we get a little bit about the girls right after this. They're Janet's eleven at this point, and Margaret, her sister, is thirteen. So they're fairly young still. Well, they <sighs> they don't talk about this in the conjuring too, honey. So I oh, was this wasn't part of the card. <laughs> didn't make the cut. No. But you know, there's that scene in Ghostbusters where they all get jerked off by ghosts. So, uh, yeah, I saw it that happened. as a child, and I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> and I was like, "What?" It was I like, "Is she giving him me. special underwear?" Like, I, I don't know why. Like, my, my brain just like filled in the blanks, and it was like, "Oh, that's creepy." Like, yeah. she's giving him like ghost underwear or something. <laughs> I still don't like that to this day. That's gross and weird. <laughs> So they set up a camera in the girl's bedroom, like you do, um, to catch John Doe. <laughs> to catch evidence of things moving, um, and we get we get photos at this point in the documentary. They're not great. No, they were like trying to zoom in, and I was like, "What am I looking at?" Yeah, I couldn't. Bedding was being lifted by a curtain that was like curled around the ship. I don't know. That was uh, a hard sell for me, and I did not buy. No, no, I'm with you. (laughs) I mean, yeah, and at some point, one of the the photographers like, "Oh, if if only we could go back with the technology we had now." And that was 1995. So even imagine now. Uh, I would be live streaming that shit if like yeah, one of my siblings exactly. was getting possessed or like they were poultry. I'd be like, honey, I'm on strangling my sister. <laughs> it could help Smile. her, but I gotta film this. Smile, we're live. <laughs> hey, InstaFam. <laughs> Janet's getting strangled again. <laughs> so as time goes on, the family's credibility comes into call or and their motives are questioned. Like they're they're impoverished family. Like they don't have a lot of money. So and I don't know how this works in England, but apparently you could just ask to get moved to a different poorhouse. I don't quite understand, but they were wondering if maybe they didn't like the house they were in. They could petition basically the government, I assume, to get them into a different house. Did they just want the attention because, again, just a poor family trying to make it by? Uh, but this the story does take off, whether people believe it or not. It goes, you know, nineteen or yeah, nineteen seventy seven viral through the papers. <laughs> yeah, and and basically, viral. yeah, <laughs> it sounds like everyone who comes to the house though to investigate, like you got a bunch of journalists, you got a bunch of ghost hunters or whatever. 
everybody experiences something. Which but is, yes, but I'm going to insert my large butt here. <laughs> it's very trim and fit. Like how dare you? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, it's because they are faking it. These girls are faking it, and. That's what I believe. That's not on that. They were uh, Look, pressured. Women to are trained to fake it from the beginning. I'm sorry. It's just it's a thing you learn early on. Well, I'm sorry that you had to do that because that's <laughs> a disappointing for you, and b um, well, it's just just yeah, awkward. Uh, thankfully, I never had to worry about that in any capacity. But I, I. I never faked it. Good for you. <laughs> I wish I could say the same thing. <laughs> I think they said that uh, whenever they faked anything, that Morris or Guy or both of them always knew about it. They said they didn't fake everything. Only some of the things. Yeah. Well, and, and they that's... had to mimic something is what... Right, like, one exactly. Exactly. The investigators were like, well, they had to know what a poltergeist would do to fake a poltergeist. So there was something going on. I guess to get like out in the realm of paranormal, do you think this was poltergeist or do you think it was just like energy that was built up by a teenager that was like released into something? Because I remember when I was younger reading about this boy who was terrified of taking swimming lessons. And his parents were like, no, you're going to take swimming lessons. It's going to be fine. But he, like, was prepubescent also and had so much, like, rage and anxiety about taking swimming lessons that when he went in to take the swimming lessons, he, not he, but the ceiling, like, the skylight above the pool shattered and water poured in through the skylight. And so the swim lesson was canceled. Oh. And so I... I don't believe in it, but part of me, I'm just like, is, is it really a poltergeist? And I know that we'll get into the guy that died in the house, but I'm like, I feel yeah. like there's also, I don't know if it's telekinesis or just whatever psychokinesis. I, I don't know. Like it's, it's strange. Um, it is strange. But there are different stories from different places about stuff happening around these kids who are, I guess, going through a change in their life and their bodies and they have this energy that just yeah, but like manifests. Why is it always girls going through menses? I was a little offended offended by this. Like, a guy going through puberty doesn't get a poltergeist. Why is it always It's because women girl... are weak. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right the spirit first, can so. take over them more easily. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, they're just weak more pliable, minds. weak yeah. minds, tiny, <laughs> tiny almond brains. Uh. <laughs> Easy to lift up through the air and levitate, stuff like that. Because they're losing blood, so their bodies are in a vulnerable state. Okay. Um, no, mm -hmm. no, I I honestly have no idea. I have... It just made me think about, because that is a thing, like, people say, as, like, girls going through puberty, it's like... That's when activity picks up a lot of the time. It's like, really? Like, I don't know. I, I mean, as a woman who got my period, nothing floated around me. Nothing shattered. Nobody died. Wasted. You wasted your potential. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> well, I'm sorry you were offended by the Menzies. I mean, I wasn't super offended, but I was like, you know. Annoyed. Yeah, I guess. Like, it's of course it's the woman's fault getting her period and bad things happen. Like, come on, guys. Well, and I just, like, I'm thinking psychologically about this girl. She's in a state of, she has no security, right? Like, her mom's a single mom. Not that mm -hmm. there's anything wrong with being a single mom, but just, like, her mom's a single mom who's trying to make the best life for them that they can have. And she has three siblings that need food and clothing and school supply, whatever. Yeah. And so she's probably in like a lot of inner turmoil and she has nobody to talk to. 
you know, yeah. like she doesn't have maybe friends at school. And that was, I guess that was the thing like about this. I'm like, surely these people are still alive, right? Like, yeah, Janet and Margaret are probably, I hope yeah. still alive, but we don't ever hear from them. And maybe they were like, we are never talking about this again because it was a big hoax and we are liars and we don't want to show our faces in public ever again. Well, according to Wikipedia, they met up with uh, Mrs. Warren in 2016, right before The Conjuring 2 was released and Mm. went back to the house. And she sprinkled it with Gatorade holy water. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And they still, they, they did admit again to like faking some of the evidence, but still said that the house was indeed haunted. So, okay. All right. Interesting. So, yeah, but it was disappointing that no, nobody was from the family was here on this documentary. Especially in 1995. That was only, that was less than 20, Jesus criminy. That was less than 20 years after this happened. Yeah. Isn't that weird to think? Very weird. Seems so long ago. Yeah. Um, and, and I was just in my mind right now redesigning a logo for us with like a Gatorade bottle full of holy water. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's our new icon. Love it. Oh, I so wanted to go. We didn't have time, but there is this in St. Paul, Minnesota, when we were there for Thanksgiving, there is the St. Paul Cathedral, I believe. I could be wrong. But Ryan's dad took us to it a few years ago and I was so hoping to go back because they just have this sorry cat is being disruptive is it Ash? yes what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, they have this holy water fountain basically and you could just walk up with your pot of spaghetti if you wanted to and like fill it up it was I was like we gotta go and I gotta get my Gatorade bottle but we just didn't have time. I'll try to find one of those. I'm sure there's something like that here in Seattle. But I don't know. Water's pretty precious around here. We live on the water. But they're like, you have to bring your paper straw to drink this holy water. And <laughs> if I find it, I will let you know. Maybe that's what I'll do tomorrow. I'm off tomorrow. So I'm going to uh, put in a Google search closest holy water to me. <laughs> Yeah, just, I mean, like a big Catholic church is probably, but it was, I just thought, I I just didn't know you could just go and walk up and fill whatever with holy water. I mean, it was blessed holy water that you could just fill up. Yeah, I I didn't know that you could do that either, because I'd always, well, in Buffy, she was like, Father, can you bless this water for me? (laughs) I thought they kept it close to the chest, you know, like, yeah, Yeah. you need special permission, but. Minnesota, you know, they're nice. They just like, here, take as much as you need. Oh. <laughs> oh. You spilled a little. Oh. Get rid of those demons now. Go forth. Go Come forth, back my real child. Soon. <laughs> Come back real soon. Less possessed. <laughs> the name of our curio store when we retire. <laughs> you and I can get ordained and bless water. <laughs> That's what we should do. That's what we should do. <laughs> CNC's water blessing factory. And then we make people tell us their stories. We'd still have this podcast and we just broadcast it. From our yacht. Yeah. Because yeah. we charge a shit ton for that holy water. Damn, yeah. We'd wrap it in a nice little box, you know, little ribbons. Oh my god. You know what? Marketing is everything because yeah. I guess it was last summer when I was going through a bunch of anxiety, mental breakdowns, you know, the usual stuff. <laughs> I was super into CBD and there was this company that was like, I can't remember what it was called, what their name is. And they are still a company and they make CBD, but they were like a really classy CBD mm-hmm. company. And I was like, I just want it for like the packaging, like. Yeah. I love the their typeface that they use for their brand name. Like the brand the branding was everything. I was like, it's gorgeous and beautiful. Like, and I don't feel like a weirdo for <laughs> buying C D <CD laughs> products. I don't care if it's sixty dollars for two gummies. Like, I just need yeah. it. I need yep. it. My body needs it. I agree. That's um, how I pick out alcohol a lot of the times. So I'm like, this bottle is so pretty. That's that's what, what we like. did. <laughs> 
that's what we did for our, our Thanksgiving present to the host. I was like, well, this bottle is beautiful and it's on sale. And then this one is beautiful too. So. <laughs> but for the candles that we took, I sniffed. I sniffed. Yeah. I was like, I got to make sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> so we hear a lot about menses. We hear a lot about Janet, the younger girl who apparently was going through menses. Um, these scientists and men know way too much about these girls' menstrual cycles. Janet, though, was apparently very smart, pretty normal. Um, activity did always pick up around her, though. And apparently things also happened at school while she was and, there. And at the supermarket. At the supermarket. <laughs> Wherever she was. At the pool. <laughs> oh, then things get weirder huh? and... I was just gay gasping oh you. okay <laughs> the girls start getting thrown out of bed apparently this poltergeist is taking it to a whole another level <laughs> uh, we get pictures of this now again I would love to believe that these girls are legit being thrown out of bed but what did it look like to you Charles it reminded me of being in a hotel and my parents were drunk and they didn't know what I was doing and I was jumping from bed to bed. Right. Their knees are basically up at their chest. <laughs> They're like in Trinity from the Matrix position to like kick somebody in the face. Yeah. <laughs> they look like they're having fun. Uh <laughs> It doesn't look real at all, but it, I guess it fools Maurice. Um, and maybe one of the journalists. I don't know if you have this in your notes, but Maurice or Mr. Gross, he had also had a daughter named Janet who had passed away. Yep. And um, also, who is the dick that assigned him this case? Like. This is oh, your, your first case. <laughs> your daughter just passed away last year and her name was Janet. Uh, here, go study Janet, who's now being possessed by a ghost. Like, I would do that. <laughs> you would assign him or you would go after your daughter died? I would assign him. <laughs> I'd be like, honey, I know you are in a, like, a spiritually needy place. You're the best opportunity for this. <laughs> and maybe the poltergeist will last latch onto him and then we can get like better evidence. So oh, go for okay. it. I never thought of it that way. You know, when there's no physical or any kind of proof for anything, like you gotta you gotta take some risks here. <laughs> gotta try to conjure some stuff up. <laughs> um and then they <laughs> casually mention too, like they're drugging Janet. Mm -hmm. I I don't exactly know why, but apparently at one time she's been sedated. And they hear a crash and they run up to her room and she's now sleeping on top of the dresser instead of in bed where she had been sleeping. No idea how she got up there, but. I mean, who didn't do shit like that as a kid when you were pissed about something? Yeah. I mean, I, I have fallen asleep personally everywhere. I can fall asleep standing up. Um, <laughs> that's why one of my nicknames is Sleeping Beauty. Um... <laughs> Self but like when you are <laughs> when you're mad at your your family and like I just I can't imagine again you're one of four children what are you going to do to stand out there's right. media involved do you want to be the star of course you yeah. fucking do like yeah, you don't want to be the one on the wayside that's left behind and forgotten you want to <laughs> be the star you're going to make sure you do everything you can to be number one <laughs> 1977's American Idol <laughs> <laughs> I was perfect. <laughs> Black Swan is one of my most favorite movies, and <laughs> it was so weird. I know, I know. I went to see it in the theater, and then I bought it, and I've watched it so many times, and I'm just I laugh every time I watch it because I'm like, she is so cray 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 cray. She probably just got her period for the first time. She did, yeah, I know. And then her mom made a cake for it. Yep. And then she can eat the cake because she's a ballerina. <laughs> so Black Swan, sad. check it out. After you check out the Enfield Poltergeist Factor Fake, mm -hmm. watch Black Swan. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, well, then we get this odd. So we get this photos, right, where the girls are clearly just jumping out of bed. And then we get an eyewitness from the outside of the house, though, where she swears she saw body of one of the girls floating past two of the windows in their bedroom. And you know what that made me think of? Austin Powers <laughs> is what it made me think of. Like when Austin Powers is like going behind the couch and he's like going down the stairs (laughs) and like, I'm just like, (laughs) I'm just imagining like this girl just like, you know, doing something to make it seem like she's floating in front of a window. Like I just. Right. Yeah. Also home alone. (laughs) Yes. Shadows. And depending (laughs) on where their beds were, like if you were jumping from one bed to another, like we've all done in hotel rooms, like you said, like. Who knows what that looks like with the lighting and, you know, like, easily could have just been. And you Who knows what this person house. had been doing before they witnessed yeah. this also? Like, it was the 70s. They might have been high on shrooms or the devil's yeah. lettuce. We don't know. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> discounted. Um, Janet becomes possessed then by some weird old, old man. Bill. 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 <laughs> it's me, Mr. Bill. <laughs> she gets this weird voice. I am not a heaven man. <laughs> I don't believe that. You don't believe it. Why? I'm not a heaven man. Yeah, whatever that means. They do weird things like, I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense. They bring in a speech therapist. To see if she can explain the the sound of the voice. They They use a laryngograph on her also. Oh, I don't remember that part. She's using her false vocal cords is what they say. Yeah, There's parts of our vocal cords we don't actually use, but some people are able to use them like ventriloquists. Sherry Um. Lewis. (laughs) they They bring in a ventriloquist. Uh, and I believe he's not convinced he, he, as far as poltergeist activity, he thinks that she's faking it. Yeah. I think the speech therapist was kind of freaked out, if I remember correctly. So, and then they didn't really explain very well, but then I guess when they brought in the ventriloquist, I was like, oh, so the voice is coming, but they don't see her mouth moving, I guess. But they're fairly certain that the voice is coming from her. There's a little bit of controversy. They think, how can a person talk like that for hours? Their throat should get sore. Then another guy is like, actually, yeah, it was over hours, but there'd be long spaces in between where she'd only say like a small phrase or a word. The people that lived there in the house before, the son of the supposed Bill, was like, he read a guy something something play for his book and was like, my dad did go blind and he did die in a chair there. But I also have to wonder, four children... You're outside playing. You're talking to your neighbors. You have nothing else. You don't have social media. You don't have anything to do. Mm-hmm. And somebody that you meet is like, oh, yeah, this guy, like, died in your house. And you, you know, like, well, you make up a story about that. Like, it's just, yeah. it's it's and ridiculous. They kind of brought it up in the documentary, too. Like, there's so many people in and out of this house, neighbors, journalists. Anybody could have had this information about Bill dying in this house and passed it on to them. Like, yeah. Like you said, too, like, yeah, when we were kids, like, there was always rumors about the creepy guy in the corner or, like, whatever, like, Mm -hmm. and usually those things stem from some sort of true story. So Uh, we kind of get then basically people are splitting into two groups, which I don't know whether there would be more groups, but you got the believers, the hardcore believers, and then people are like, no, this is starting to look a little bit more fake guy gets kind of mad because he the the society of psychological research backs off and he said that 
you know, he could have gotten a lot more evidence if they had supported him, but they left and took all their equipment so he could get what he needed. Um, and then the society um, gets, what's her name? Gets this woman to marry. She's through. She's oh, there yeah. throughout the entire um, mm-hmm. documentary, but this Mary Barrington, they get her to basically study Guy and his study on the family to see if he's in on it or just not doing a great job. So she starts doing her own research. She gets Janet to be checked out by a psychologist. I guess she's away for like six weeks, which I found on Wikipedia. The documentary makes it sound like she just went to Bitwin for like a doctor's visit and come back home, but she was away for a while. Uh, this comes back fine now. Apparently she's not cray cray. Yeah, and things kind of move on. I think activity kind of dies down and then some of it just becomes odd and doesn't seem like the typical poltergeist activity, whatever that is exactly. So people are more and more skeptical. And then Guy brings in this Dutch medium. And then went up alone to the bedroom uh, where he stayed uh, um, not very long, I think about 20 minutes. And then he came down and um, said, uh, that's it. I mean, uh, forget the exact words. I mean, they were in Dutch, but what they amounted to was, um, it's gone away. The end. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, that's all they needed all along, was a Dutch medium. <laughs> and they had brought in mediums and priests before, but... I guess uh, they really didn't know what they were doing. Guess, uh, guess not. Shit, no. Shit, no. Poltergeist. Shit, no. <laughs> Just a case of the menses. Uh, what happens to the best of them? <laughs> so you know, I someone says like nobody knows why poltergeists arrive or leave. It's just a thing. It's the menses. Sipensies, I guess. Barrington, she makes this whole report, interviewed everybody involved. She thought the mom was legit. Like, she didn't think she had anything to do with it, but she thought the girls maybe were the ones that were making stuff up, which again, the girls cop too. They owned up to. Uh, but they said not everything. And kind of like we said, I think I think Guy is dead now, but he seemed to believe most of it was legit. Um, Maurice thought most of it was legit. And even, so this was from Wikipedia too, he found, I think it was Wikipedia, maybe it did their website. Um, he found Janet banging on a ceiling with a broom. He found her hiding one of his cassette tape recorders. Um, he noted all of that, but still believe that most of it was real. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, another thing they left out of the documentary was apparently there was this um, the word shit and shit in one of the bathrooms. Ew. Uh... Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I could have gone my whole life without knowing that. But thank Sorry. you. Sorry. It's okay. I um I guess I was wondering if there was going to be another part of this because the title of the YouTube video I know, said, said part, part one. one. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, wait a second, what what's gonna happen next? Um but I, I to wrap it up. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, as far as documentaries go, it wasn't the worst that we've seen. It was very British, Mm -hmm. I guess, whatever that means. And it was pretty, I would say, no nonsense. Like, it wasn't, you know, Jeremy Corbell. Right. 
Philosoph- saying words over <laughs> <laughs> images of like acid trips and whatever. It was also very fast paced. Like I had trouble taking notes because yeah, it was like, like this person positive. and that person and that person. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yep. Um, no. It's it's a free watch, y'all. You could watch it for, it's for free. Yeah, on yep. YouTube. You could be like us and just watch this documentary and uh, chat with us about it. Uh, you know, just send us a little message. We are here. We are very approachable know. people. Yeah, if you, you know, if you're a woman and you've gone through menses, if you experience poltergeist activity during your first. Yeah, did your period bring forth a demon? Because <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> we science demands it. Science demands it. <laughs> yes, we can use that uh, to make us all lots of money and mm-hmm. be successful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, well, just, uh, one other note on higgypop.com, they had a very nice timeline of events that happened at the house, and that the girls also later admitted that they had used a Ouija board uh, four years prior to the events, and they said that they saw a demon face while using it, and they thought that's where it came from. Although, why it showed up. Four years later, I do not know. I feel like a Ouija board is used as a scapegoat for anything anymore. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to buy one. And <gasps> um, I don't know, like, just whatever. Like, obviously, growing up where I did, uh, my best, well, my best friend, when, who was also my neighbor when I was six years old, uh, was a little bit older than I and checked out a book and it was like horror stories and like one of them is about Bloody Mary and so we, we were going to do the Bloody Mary thing and her dad came in and flipped on the light he's like you guys are calling on spirits of the dead and that's against what the Bible says so you are going if you do this you'll go to hell so yeah. um, so we didn't do it uh, and obviously Ouija board everything was very um if you do this, you're practicing witchcraft and you will die. You will mm-hmm. burn at the stake and die. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, uh, <laughs> I'm, i you know, ready to test it out. I'm scared. Well, you don't have to. I will uh, live. Yeah, I will go. Definitely. I'll go live with Jumbles. <laughs> <laughs> you just see this little cat riding on the little, what do they call that thing? Planchette. Planchette, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm sure Jasper will sprawl himself across it and I will try to have to move him off of it. <laughs> but he's flung uh, across the room. That'd be amazing. I mean I don't think any poltergeist cat. would or any kind of spiritual being would try to attack us <laughs> with how annoying our cats are because our cats um will wake the dead at 3 30 or 4 in the morning mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> So if you are a spirit wanting rest, don't come to our condo in Seattle. <laughs> move, move on. Get out of here. Spooks. <laughs> scary, scary ghosty spooks. Um, but yeah, if you, uh, you know, get a little cheap ticket out here for a few days, uh, we can yeah. just do whatever, whatever the spirit moves us to do. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so you can find us, whoever's listening to this. We love you. Thank you for listening. You can find us online, Facebook, Mysterious AF, or on Instagram, Mysterious underscore AF underscore podcast. Um, we would love to hear from you. As I was telling Celeste earlier, I was at a party last night here in the Pacific Northwest and asked a group of people if they had seen Bigfoot or anything else or experienced anything supernatural. And I was met with a big resounding no. So with that uh, disappointment, uh, please tell me your stories. Yeah. And also, thinking about, we can discuss this further, but if I gave out my cell phone number for you to just call in and leave me a message with your story, would that be easier than email? Let me know, because I'm kind of willing to do it. 
If you want to send a dick pic, also. Yeah. <sighs> you can forward those to me. That'd be a good looking dick pic. Yeah, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to send in a dick pic or a ghost story, please call this number. I kind of forgot about the whole dick pic thing, but you know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who does that anymore because it's like they all look the same after a while. Yeah, they really do. Yeah, just like yeah, whatever. But um, (laughs) (laughs) thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. We uh, this is. This is so fun. I look forward to every time we find something to watch. And then when we get to record, I'm like, I get to talk to my best friend. And we have a good time. So it's, uh, I guess, the December. So hopefully the holidays aren't getting you all down. And if they are, just remember that spring is around the corner. And you can buy a seasonal affective disorder lamp on Amazon like I have. And you can plug it in. Yeah. And get yourself some vodka. Get yourself the lamp. (laughs) Put yourself in the bathtub and throw the lamp in. Oh, Just kidding. Amazing. Oh, no. Don't throw the lamp in. No, Charles. Oh, my gosh. Also, if you feel the need to stab family members, just don't. Just, just don't. Just, just just drink another glass of wine. When you want to stab somebody, donate a dollar to your favorite animal charity. That's what I do. Yep. yep. Uh, and you're like, oh, wait, I owe $15 to this shelter. But you know what? You saved a life. Instead of taking one. Yeah. And you know what? We, animals like us, didn't choose to be here. But animals, unlike us, don't get to choose their rights and laws and everything. So you have to look out for them. Spay and neuter your pets. Yeah. (laughs) This is your Christmas (laughs) PSA from Mysterious AF. Spay and neuter your pets. Um, And just... Love each other. Just take care of each other in the real world. Also, and stay <laughs> mysterious. Mysterious. Yes. Sorry. Christmas blessings. In there. <laughs> I'm glad you did. Because I'm wasted. 